What is going on, everybody? This is Icy Mike's, a special 4th of July edition. Unfortunately, uh, my co-host, Dan Kelly, couldn't make it today. With me, I have a fill-in. His name is Addison Shumagala. Me and him played football uh, a while, a long time ago. Seems like centuries ago. But uh, <laughs> he's here uh, to talk about some interesting topics that we got going on around the league and mostly the Buffalo Bills with it being the offseason. You know, it, there's not a whole lot to talk about all the time. But uh, one of the most interesting things to me right now and is a hot topic is the Zach Ertz thing. I feel like we are definitely trying to make a move there uh, from everything that I've heard. Uh, the Bills are definitely interested in that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Addison? Um, well, I do know that uh, tight end is one of the, the weaker positions on our roster right now i'm not saying it's it's weak period because you know we have a pretty solid all-around team which is which is awesome it's i know for a lot of us bills fans it's something we've been waiting for for a very long time and it's it's finally great to see right now we just got to fill in those last couple of holes that we got and tight end happens to be one of them um i think it's a i think it's a wonderful idea for us to kind of you know go and get some some veteracy at the position um and not only get some veteracy but a talented veteran player who's clearly shown that he's capable of still producing big numbers in the league um i do think that there's a little bit of concern there as far as his his health goes um, yeah i was just thinking that like can he stay healthy that's i mean that's my thing on him would he make the offense great yeah sure I, and I'm, I'm totally interested in, in grabbing him if he if it comes at a, at a cheap price but i just don't know if he's gonna be able to stay on the field and is he really gonna make the offense that more dynamic than it already is i mean i I like it, but I'm not. I'm not upset if they don't do it. I agree. I, uh, it's the same thing. If we go out and we we make a deal um, and we get this guy, you know, hey, that's awesome. Like I'm all for it. He's gonna. He's not gonna make our team any worse. He's definitely gonna make it better, um, even if it's just a little bit. And and more importantly, he's gonna be able to provide that mentorship to the to the tight end core in that locker room, especially because he does have a Super Bowl. Um, but again, yeah. The, and not not just his health comes to mind to me as well for a potential issue for him, but also it's gonna we got a, we got a pretty large receiving core as it is, and we've added more quality players to that position. And what does that look like for targets if we add Zach Ertz? Are we going to, to pull away from the wide receiver core as far as how many targets they get and throw some more at the tight end position, or vice versa? Is it going to pull targets away from Zach Ertz, and he's basically? just there to to help mentor those younger guys we don't really know yet right and uh something you had mentioned to me actually off uh recording was uh you you had mentioned to me that you weren't really interested in the tight end position give me your thoughts on that uh, i'm not i think it's a position that um i think we have a pretty solid depth in that in that area of the field i mean i know we can improve on it we, we can improve on so, so you think dawson knox is the guy I think Dawson Knox is going to be the guy. Yes, I do. Um, especially with him going to the Travis Kelsey University, and he's definitely he's out there trying to be a better player for our team. He's he's working hard. He's putting in the effort, um, and he know he you know he's not clueless. He knows what's going on. He knows the Bills are out looking to improve that position and and not necessarily move on from the guy, but but look to to you know just just to make it better. And he wants to be the guy that steps in and makes that position better. You know, I, it, for me, it's just if he can get rid of the drops. If he can get rid of the drops, then then I will be happy uh, with what we have. But for right now, I'm I'm in the market for an upgrade, in my opinion, because the Bills just need that 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 
just that extra X factor, I think, uh, at the tight end position. But if he can come through with the training uh, that he's going uh, off and doing right now and he can he can up his game to where it needs to be, then I'm all for it. Uh, but you had mentioned a, another position that actually comes to mind for you that you said uh, you had read an article about that uh, – you know, if we do this, then you think you think that we have a shot at the Super Bowl. What uh, what, what was that that you're talking to me about? So uh, a little a little earlier today, I actually came across an article from uh, from Buffalo Down, um, and actually in that article they did touch on the Zach Ertz trade as well. They, they oh, okay. actually said that they heard from a source um, that they they don't have any specifics or anything, but they said that um, they were very close to coming to a deal for Zach Ertz. Okay. Now I we'll see what that deal looks like later on if it does happen. Um, you know, and and Great, cool. But um, but one of the key things in that article that they discussed was another weak side of the ball, uh, a weak position that we need to um, fill in on, and that was at the cornerback position. And I heavily agree with that. I think um, we need a solid number two guy to complement Tredavious White on the other side of the field. And you don't think that we have it on a roster like Dane Jackson? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I really like Dane Jackson. I think he's going to be a, a great cornerback option for us in the future, but he needs time to develop. And I think... Right now, in order for us to get to the Super Bowl this year, we need that veteran player. And right now, that is free agent. So, with that being said, um, I know that that article, after reading that article, it, it talked about how um, this guy, Steven Nelson, he played for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's in the prime of his career. He's 28 years old. Uh, last season, playing for the Steelers, uh, he played 15 games. He had nine passes defended, two interceptions, and I think about 40, 45 tackles or so. I'd have to go back and confirm it. But, um, but, but he. But the big thing that they talked about in that article was his ability to be able to defend receivers in the spread formations, and that is something that, especially like with teams like Kansas City, who have a lot of weapons on on the offense, and they can spread that field out. It'll be really good to have another guy across uh, Tredavious White who can help cover those spread guys. And then we got Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson and Taron Johnson for the depth to help fill into the middle and cover some of those other guys as well. Yeah, I mean, if they can improve on that side, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, it showed uh, we got the blueprint for how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that is something that the Bills really need to look into because if they if they continue to try to just keep the status quo on defense, then they're going to continue to struggle against the same teams and against the same type of offenses. Uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see how good the Bills handle the tight end position this year because uh, they were not good against tight ends uh, last season. And, and so also, uh, you know, I, I'm fine with adding another guy that, that has experience and could, and could bring an upgrade to that cornerback two position because it's been a, a few seasons where we've kind of really just thought, well, you know, we can really plug and play anyone else over on the other side and, you know, and let Tredavious White do his thing on his side. And then, you know, I have seen improvement from Levi Wallace. I mean, I don't think that he's necessarily bad. I think he... When it comes to if he went to another team, he has starting potential. But for what the Bills are trying to accomplish and going to the Super Bowl, I think an upgrade is needed there. And and uh, with the Zach Ertz thing, I think that's a more splashy uh, 
move. I think that's a bigger move. It's a big name. Uh, a lot of people will be excited. Bills Mafia will get on board with that, and they'll be they'll the hype will be there, you know, for a guy like Zach Ertz. But I think Steven Nelson is a it, it almost adds that next step up that you need in in the uh, on that defense. So I think you bring up a great point on that, honestly. And I, and worst case scenario with Steven Nelson is is it just adds depth to the Bills to the Bills roster. You know, it it brings in another guy who can play cornerback pretty pretty well uh, with an already solid secondary exactly and you know there's nothing wrong with adding more depth especially at that position with the way that the league's changing and uh, that brings me to the next thing is that uh you know w- we talked about the secondary now the defensive line i hopefully there's there's going to be improvement there you would hope with all the draft picks that we've picked up i mean the the secondary is only as good as as long as your pass rush is working, if your pass rush isn't working like it should, and we're not getting to the quarterback, or I mean, and the Bills aren't getting to the quarterback, it's not going to, it, the things aren't going to get any better. I think, I think if that part of the Bills game, that that part of the defense gets better, then you will see a huge improvement uh, on the defense overall. But I think having Star back helps a lot. But uh, not only that. I just think that if you got another guy just like Trey White, then that'll make that it'll make the quarterback hang on to the ball uh, just just a little bit longer. So if you have Steven Nelson over there doing his thing, and they hold on to the ball just a little bit longer, guys can get to the quarterback and bring them down. You know, so it's just crazy how that works hand in hand like that. Absolutely, yeah, for sure, and exactly. And not only that, but if the Bills' defensive lineman cannot get to the quarterback in time. Or at least, you know, have a have a very high amount of seconds it takes them to get there and, and put pressure on them. It's just going to wear out our second the Bills secondary. Right. So and then almost at that point it doesn't matter who you got back. No, here. you could have the the top two guys in the league and and eventually they're they're just going to get tired. Right. And uh, you know, uh, the next thing too, you know, what I'm tired of speaking of being tired. I'm tired of the disrespect that we get at Bills Mafia. Yes. We're getting disrespected right now with a Pro Football Focus. They are. Not ranking Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs in the top. Like, what is going on? Like, I understand that, like, yes, okay, it was their first season together. And I feel like Pro Football Focus is just, you know, obviously they, they like to not take just one season into factor and they like to project what's going to possibly happen. So they, they just, you know, they're trying to look into the future a little bit. I get that. But when you're, when you're talking about uh, the fact that they put up 500 and – one points, 501 points in a season. And also they were averaging 31 points per game. Like, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I get it. So that, you know, and then uh, they, they're ranking, they're ranking, uh, they're uh, AJ Brown ahead of, ahead of Stefan Diggs. I I mean there's some other receivers that got listed there that I can understand like Devontae Adams and uh Julio Jones. I mean, he, you know, he's he's getting up there in his career but like he, he still puts up numbers. And so I understand he's been doing it for so long. Uh and so I, I get some of the the decisions for some of those players being in front of him, but and then the same thing with Josh Allen. Uh Russell Wilson was ranked higher than him. And I just I don't see it. I don't. I, I mean, Russell's not a bad quarterback, but I think that Josh Allen, especially this 
reloading for next season, I think is going to do even better than he did last season with, with the, the addition of uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, what, what's your thought on the, on the pro football focus ranking of those two? Well, first things first, I mean, numbers don't lie. I mean, there, you cannot argue what they did last season was, especially for the Bills history, was nothing short of amazing. It was, it was, I know for Bills fans, it was amazing to watch. Um, it was exciting it gave us a lot of hope for our future, excuse me, for the Bills' future. Um, it just, it really excited people. And and honestly, like, given the, the history of the Buffalo Bills for the past two decades, it brought a lot more flair and flash to, to the image of the Buffalo Bills. It was fun to watch. You know, well, not just for us, though, or for the Bills, though, but for the, you know, the, the rest of the league. Like, people started to notice, oh, the Bills are a team. The Buffalo Bills are here. They're, they're up and coming. They're going to be, they're a challenge for everyone in the league right now. So with that, and with that being said, if, you know, pro football focus is going off of projections, I don't know why they, they would rank those two guys, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs lower than some of those other receivers. Like Allen Robinson was higher even than Stephon Diggs. And I'm like, how? You, you know, and I, it, I find it funny too, because sometimes I find myself maybe uh, paying attention way more to the Bills than, than some of these other players. Because, you know, a lot of times when I do start reading – on reading up on some of these other players and seeing like why they're listed so high, you start realizing that, you know, maybe I should, I, I should take notice, you know, with some of these other players. Cause I'm, I'm sure Allen Robinson has the numbers to, to be ranked where he is, but it's like, I just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not being biased at this point. I think where I'm at with it is that they just, if they, if the, if Allen and Diggs can do it again this season, uh, upcoming season to really be like, hey, that wasn't a fluke. We're here to stay, like, and we're not going anywhere for a long time. Uh, maybe then they'll start getting that respect that they need to get from uh, not just pro, fall fo- fo- pro football focus, but the rest of the league as well. I agree 100%. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to see what's going to happen. But and, and, and I'm not taking away from the fact that, you know, players that are on that list, like Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, and, and Russell Wilson for the quarterback side, that I'm not saying they're, you know, bad players because they're, they're definitely great. They're all pros. Like, they're those are guys that you want on the Pro Bowl. Those are guys that you want on your team. When it, when it gets down to talking like those, about those guys, it's like, what are we even talking about? Like, I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, <laughs> you just think to yourself, like, these are all, they're so interchangeable. It's like, all right, well, yeah, okay, they're, they're all pretty good. If you start moving names around at the top of that list, you can make an argument for almost all those players. I mean, you, honestly, you really so, so, it's really like, so it's like, yeah, we're, yeah, are we being picky? I think so. But at the same time, the bills need respect. I, I just think that they're they're earning it right yeah, now. I agree. But I have nothing to, I have nothing wrong with being the underdog. But uh, yeah, and you know, and, and being the underdog is kind of nice actually, because then when you come up and you shine, it makes everybody love you that much more. And speaking of underdogs, the fifty three man roster. I wonder if there's going to be some underdogs that we don't think are going to make it, or you know, and they do, or uh, there might be some surprise cuts. Uh, what do you think uh, on any surprise cuts that you have in mind that might happen? Well, um. So actually, I read an article on that too a few days ago. I can't remember what it was from. I really want to say it might have been from BuffaloBills.com, but it, it might have been from the Bills Mafia Facebook page. I can't quite remember exactly. Um, but when I looked at the 53 projected man roster that was on there, it seemed pretty standard. Um, it, it basically kind of went through every position, and, and every player that I saw on that list for the Bills was – you just expected that those were going to be the guys that were going to make the roster. Uh, one of the areas that I'm kind of really interested to see what's going to happen is going to be the running back position. Okay. Because we've got right now we got six guys that are that are 
on our roster for that. Do you and, think we have a bell cow back anywhere on that roster? Do you think there's a guy that could just take the reins and just be like, that's the guy we're going to feed the ball to most? I, I really like the work that Singletary has been doing to be that guy. But if I'm going to make a prediction on that, personally, I think that Zach Moss is the best guy that's going to take that. Just for the way that we, well, correction, that the Bills run their offense. And they're obviously a pass-heavy offense. Um, but, you know, the, the Bills like that power guy in the backfield. And I think the best guy for that that we have on the roster is that – that has the talent to be the number one guy is going to be Zach Moss. You know, and I, I almost agree with you. Uh, I, I think that Devin Singletary, though, if he does, if that, that hard work he is putting in, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Oh, me I, too. I think, sure. I think he's going to make the roster. And I think if, if he comes out with some, with some fire and he looks like he's in amazing shape, I mean, he's enormous right now. And I, you know, maybe, maybe he comes out and proves us all wrong. And that'd be great. That'd be really great to see. But I, I know what you're talking about. There's a couple games I saw with Zach Moss where I thought, wow, okay, I really like his running style. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes if the hole's not there, he just makes one. And uh, I, I, I appreciate that kind of running. Uh, for being a former player myself, I, I know what it's like when there's nothing there. And sometimes you just got to make one. You just got to do it. Just lower your shoulder and go. Uh, because if you hesitate then you get five guys in your face and, and you're going nowhere. So oh, I'm with you there, Mike. I've, I've come up against a couple guys that were those big hitting running backs and they ran me right over. <laughs> right. So, I'm just, so that's I, what I'm saying. I know, I know exactly how it feels. <laughs> right. And then, so, and I mean, Singletary is great. He's shifty, uh, but maybe that's why he put on that size. Maybe he's hoping that this, you know, this season, if he, he's got that kind of size, he can, you know, besides being shifty like that, maybe run a few guys over and get those extra, uh, those tough yards, you know? And this, yeah, exactly. And this might this might be a little bit bold, you know. I'll admit that. But uh, but hey, if Old Motor comes out with that size, can still maintain his speed and shiftiness, and now he adds that power factor to his game, he might be the, the you know the clear cut number one guy. Yeah. He, if he changes his running style up, I'm, I mean, probably not too much because we use we, you know, we want him to be shifty. That's the reason we drafted him. But uh, or correction, that's the reason the Bills drafted him. But. Um, but, yeah, if he can add that to his game, he's going to be more dangerous in that backfield. All right. Any surprise cuts, though? Like, what Like, what are your thoughts? What do you, Who do you think, like, maybe uh, they've been on the team for a bit and it's just their time uh, where the Bills are moving on and and they need they need to uh, just, you know, get younger at any specific position? Do you, do you think that there's anything that they need to do, uh, like a, a big move that's a surprise cut or a trade? Well, Mike, one of the one of the biggest names, the a big name that came to mind. It was actually the first name that came to my mind was was Jerry Hughes. I love Jerry Hughes. I think he's the best defensive end for sure, no question on the Bills roster. He is, and arguably the best defensive lineman on the Bills roster. Um, but Jerry's getting old. He's you know. Like he's he's done amazing things for our team over or correction for the Bills team over the past um, you know number of se- X number of seasons he's been with been with the Bills and you know he he has a lot of value in himself as a player and the Bills know that and we had correction the Bills have ten defensive linemen on their roster right now and that's actually what was projected as well in that article they projected to keep, they were projected to keep ten defensive linemen so I think using a guy like Jerry Hughes in a potential trade bargain for, say, Zach Ertz or somebody else that maybe hasn't 
that might be on the Bills radar that no one else is talking about because they don't maybe not maybe they don't know I don't. Oh, you, just, you gotta trust that process. I'm sure Brandon Bean's always thinking about how to improve. So I mean, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong here. I I mean, right. And personally, I don't I don't want Jerry to go. I think Jerry he's is, is he I think he has an image in that Bills locker room, and not just an image, but just the just a, a leadership role that. That is just there the second he walks through the door. Yeah, you know, and, and he did. He really turned it on in the playoffs. I mean, I it, that was fun to watch. It almost it was almost like a, a young a young Jerry Hughes out there playing. Oh yeah, he was. Because he was he so was, exciting to he watch was, him play. He was everywhere he, in the playoffs. And he wanted it. Yeah, he was hungry for that Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think that's why he came back again uh, to to play with the Bills this year uh, because he wants that Super Bowl ring and he feels like he's in the best spot to get it. Uh, around the league, though. It looks like some people aren't following the rules. <laughs> so I, I, I heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> and so it looks like a couple teams, I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys all got fined uh, because they weren't following the OTA rules. And so... It's it's crazy how they're cracking down like that. It's it's funny. I you know I didn't even know they really paid attention to it that much. <laughs> so I didn't either. And some of those fines were like a hundred thousand dollars. And then not only did they find the team, they find the coaches. <laughs> Which I mean, I get it. It's on the coaches' responsibility. They got to be you know, especially the head coach. You need to be making sure that you are. Oh, we, you know yeah. you're paying attention and you're the one organize you're probably the one organizing some of this stuff you know so it's yeah. like it's like man uh well we we know all too well is what the importance of accountability yeah yeah <laughs> so uh when it comes down to that it's just like you know i i get it the nfl has to enforce it i just think it's a little hefty uh it's not like they were caught cheating you know it, like uh doing something that like getting an edge or anything i i don't i mean i don't think that they were trying to get any sort of uh strategical advantage but I get it. There's rules that have to be followed. I'm sure there's reasons for it. Uh, but I just found that interesting because I was like, that's the first time I've heard that actually in a bit. Uh, teams getting fined uh, for for some of their OTA workouts or, or anything like that. It's just uh, that was that was interesting. Um, I, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but honestly, I mean, that's I think all we have today uh, for this fourth of july episode of icy mics again addison thanks for coming on uh it this has been a good time uh dan keller will be back next week uh, so don't get too comfortable That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh you know the icy mics on the built-in buffalo network where our takes are ice cold you can hit me up on twitter mike shimberski at m-i-k-o-l-2-5-3-1 addison you got a twitter I actually do not have a Twitter. Um, <laughs> I that's that's for personal reasons. So don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you can probably find him on Facebook, uh, Addison Shumagala. Uh, he uh, he's not he's not on the Built in Buffalo Network, but he played uh, football with me for a long time. It was really fun to have you on as a guest. Uh, maybe we'll have you on again and maybe find out more about you. Uh, this has been a great time. Have a great holiday, guys. We'll talk to you next week.